Hey, Troublemakers, Russ Van Natta with the Memory Makers podcast here at Creative Works, coming to you today with a fun opportunity to get some valuable real-world insight from two of the top operators in our field. Jeff Gebhardt and Craig Westcott join us for an interview that was just fantastic. We talk about everything from how you get your start in the industry, how you continue to pay it forward on a daily basis, how do you look to grow and scale success at a level that you never dreamed possible. And so we're really excited for you guys to get the popcorn. Make sure you've got a pencil and paper to be able to take some notes on this one. It is packed with gems and we hope you enjoy. Roll it, Mikey Mike. Well, thank you guys so much for being here and, and giving us an opportunity to, to pick your brains a little bit. Yeah. Um, as we were talking with Trent yesterday, and one of the things that we were really focusing on is, you know, how are we starting with that single location and really diving into, you know, getting that thing up to the highest levels that we can. And both of your work, you guys have a, a ton of experience that goes in prior to being at Five Star. And so what I first wanted to start off with, with Craig and then you, Jeff, is tell us a little bit about your background within the industry and how you came to be at Five Star. Okay, so uh, there's a, an old picture that's probably gonna pop up here soon. Uh, there's, there's kind of three chapters of, the, um, of my FEC life. Uh, my dad started the company in 1981 in Branson, Missouri. Uh, the Track Family Fun Parks. And before we go any further, uh, left of my dad, I get asked all the time, oh, is that you? No, it's my sister. And my <laughs> sister is very offended at that question. The 70s so. and 80s had some ambiguous haircuts. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I was off testing games at age six, so I'm nice. pretty sure. So. Uh, but my dad started the company in 1981 in Branson, uh, wanted to build a, a high quality, there, you know, go-kart tracks could get a, a reputation for not being safe and all those sorts of things. Uh, he wanted to build something great in this old tourism town of Branson, uh, and he did. Had a successful 20 years, was kind of that chapter one. I grew up in the business, worked in the business, um, did all the, the fun jobs that sometimes owners' kids get to do. Yeah. My sisters, I think, both got fired at one point. I yeah. didn't, so I feel like I did, did okay. Um, Dad built multiple places. If you don't know Branson, it's it's this long five-mile strip of uh, fun things to do, shows and all this stuff, as well as other things. And uh, Dad, um, he uh, built more locations. Mm -hmm. um, at a point, we had five locations in Branson on this little stretch, uh, it, which, was, which was cool. So that's 20 years, and mm -hmm. then um, I came in. Uh, Dad was kind of semi-retiring, raising some racehorses, and... Um, his partner was running it, had some health problems, and hey, we're gonna do something different here. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I don't love being a public accountant, no offense, to, we all need them, but that's yeah. not gonna be me the rest of my life. So I was in Houston, Texas, moved back uh, in 2000, and me and my business partner, a couple at the time, uh, took over. So uh, my business partner, Mike Russell, his dad was one of my dad's partners. So we had two generations, um, two of us involved the next 20 years. Uh, we built up, so we built high-rise go-kart tracks, uh, and then we have done whole presentations about this, so it's hard to shorten the story, but basically <laughs> we, uh, we were able to secure the Navy Pier Ferris wheel that had been ridden by 17 million people and over 20 years on the Navy Pier, every picture of the skyline and all that. Um, we got that to Branson, Missouri in 26 semis. Um, in 26 semis? 26 semis. Damn. Yeah. 
2016, and I had this impossible timeline, and it all worked out. I think there'll be some pictures of that later. But um, so we went up pretty much with and had those locations, and then Chapter Three uh, Five Star was born. So basically, long story short, uh, Mike was looking to retire, and I um, didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. So we'd been talking succession planning for years, and um, uh, we got approached pretty seriously. We had seriously and not through the years and decided, let's let's see what happens. And bloop, COVID in the middle, all this other stuff. We got to a point, June 4th, 2021, um, we partnered up with some financial partners that we felt very good about. Uh, and so, um, and they said, uh, we're, we want to grow. And I try to remember, June 4th, Craig tries to remember what <laughs> we're going to grow fast, what, what that, that meant. meant. <laughs> and... Um, and we are now at, uh, we have 27 locations in 13 states, uh, multiple brands, um, great brands. It's a brand of brands, really. Like your average guest isn't ever going to know five-star parks and attractions, and that's totally fine. Because yeah. they know Craig's Cruisers, and they know the Track Family Fun Parks, and, and that sort of thing. And that is, is something that we'll definitely unpack and get into a little bit more as well. But, but what that of, like, yeah. how do you take something that's doing really, really well and then start to bring it into an umbrella but still help it stay yeah. and keep some of that special that's sauce? Right. So, um, Jeff, give me, give me a little bit of a rundown of how did you get into this wackadoodle industry that we find yeah. ourselves in? Um, well, I've been in it since uh, well, when mullets were cool the first time. So okay. that's, that's how long. You know. And uh, ironically, I, I come from Craig's Cruisers, which has nothing to do with this Craig. But uh, Craig was my brother-in-law. It, it still is. Uh, and um, we have four facilities in Michigan. Our biggest facility is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to where we, we started out with 50,000 square feet and added 25,000, and then we added another 40,000. So uh, together, if you did the math, I probably got it wrong, but it's we were around 135,000 square feet total. And we have indoor and outdoor uh, attractions as well. That's our one of our Soaring Eagles there uh, at our Grand Rapids facility. So we have a, the indoor park is, a, is started out, we were the very first in the country to do uh, electric indoor go-karts. And so when we, when we did, and there's our go-kart track, it's a 30,000 square feet. We built that back in uh, 99. And um, we went over to Europe and, and, and looked to see what they were doing, and, and which is, that, that's, people ask about getting into the business and trend. I think you were one of the ones that talked about, you went and looked at 14 different trampoline parks. And if, if there's one bit of advice I give to any new people out there is your biggest uh, your biggest job is due diligence and get in a car, get a good pair of shoes and take a ton of notes. And, and, and we built a, a 700 seat buffet restaurant in, tied into this and, and we're go-kart guys. I knew nothing about the food business. I still hate the food business, by the way, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it, it's a necessity. And so I, I went into every buffet I could get into and we didn't have cameras on our phones and taking pictures mm -hmm. with our with a digital camera I'd get back and I'd count the quarry tiles and that was my spacing between the the prep table and and a pasta ta you know pasta cooker or something so and same with our trampoline park I, we didn't know anything about trampolines I, I hit every trampoline park I could from Miami to Toronto and I spent hours and hours and hours in them underneath them in the back room I you know just figuring out how to build a park and how to design a park. And, <laughs> and so uh, we, we think we got the mix down and what we, what we like to do. And, and Five Star came in and, and, and bought us in about a year from now, a mm -hmm. year, year, year ago from here. And, and so now I'm with Five Star and we're going to do the same thing. So I yeah. love that. Love that. So one of the things that we were super excited to, and why I got you a little liquored up 
is uh, spilling, <laughs> spilling the tea a little bit for us on, okay, it is hard to build one, but it is, it, that first one can be the hardest because you're learning the most, you're learning from your mistakes, you're getting into those new things. As we have a lot of existing operators in here, and, and we see that there's a large influx of private equity money that's starting to really capitalize and recognize good business models that are on there. You had, we talked about this just a moment ago of, as, as you've been acquiring and building on into the portfolio, there are certain things that like, they're attractive for a reason. And, and there are things that draw you to them that are really there. And then there are also other things that can be in that mix where it's, ooh, okay, they may be doing these things really, really well, but they're gonna need some love and attention in some of these areas. As you guys are going across and vetting different businesses to potentially procure, what are some of the things that you look for that are must-haves? And then what are some things that are some major red flags that would maybe discourage you from evaluating somebody to bring into the fold? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, I mean, obviously, when we start having any conversations, like there's got to be a, a financial fit, sure. you know, of some sort. Uh, it was mentioned, I think, earlier today, but, you know, multiple units, mm -hmm. uh, due diligence is, if, if you've been through it any sort of way, it's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And so uh, more bang for the buck is not the right way to say it, but for, for uh, multiple the, the, parks. The entry level is, is requires enough that it, yeah. if you can get multiples out of it, right. it's going to have a much better return yeah. on it. Okay. And we're not going to go. So, so our parks are mainly Midwest, uh, Southeast, mm -hmm. East. Uh, Dallas, I guess, is our most west location. Um, so we're not going to just randomly go buy one park in Oregon mm. because then you get into regional leadership and that sort of thing. Yes, you can do a lot over uh, Teams and Zoom, and we certainly do, but mm -hmm. it's having that the real people all close by and that yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, still having but, some water cooler talk opportunities right. and, and developing that team knit piece. Yeah, that's okay. right. And so beyond, obviously, a, some sort of a financial uh, fit, um, I, you know, it, people. Mm -hmm. And I know it's so easy to say and it's what, ha but but not everybody believes that and like, um, or, or, or practices it. When, mm -hmm. when we were being, you know, vetted and due diligence process uh, at the track, you know, we were asking as many questions as, as they were. Yeah. Because, you know, we had, uh, this was a 42-year business. It started in 81. Um, we had, um, you know, people that had poured their lives into this place, mm -hmm. 25 years. I mean, worked as hard as Mike and I or anybody ever did, and sure. probably harder in certain ways and dealing with all this stuff. And so you just want to know that something your dad's put together and that you continued that it wasn't gonna be, so we probably said, how are you gonna screw this place up? A lot of different ways, every way we could think of without being, you know, but um, so we had to get comfortable with what they were saying was true, which is people make this happen. Mm. Are you gonna come in and fire everybody? Not that that's exactly how we said it, but or, no, are you crazy? Like we're looking at you, we would like you because of what the people you have, mm. your team's what's built this business, which Blah, 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 all mm -hmm. the way down to the bottom of a spreadsheet. It's like, got some that's nice sound right effects. There. Yeah, that's the tequila I'm talking. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to capture those talking. and just start sprinkling them right. into future presentations. But that turns into like the number on the bottom right of the, of sure. the spreadsheet. Sure. It's, it's all the stuff that, that happens. Um, I mean, to, to get back to your question mm -hmm. on like, what are they, are they investing in their properties? Mm -hmm. Are they letting maintenance go? Or are they, getting, are they keeping up with that? Are they investing in their people? Um, are they... How is their community? You uh, talked about um, brand identity. How is how is it looked upon in the community? Because we're not going to look for five star is not looking for uh, fixer uppers. Right. 
it, we want places like Craig's Cruisers that everybody, multiple generations, has been taking their kids in Michigan. Same for the track, same for mm -hmm. for, for these places. So yeah. it's it's a lot of those. Um, it always kind of boils back to the people stuff mm -hmm. and the partnerships they have in the communities and with their municipalities. Like, are we going to get in there and not be able to get anything done because the city's impossible to work with? So. Right. Uh, there's a lot of those sorts of things. So, um, Jeff, to poke at that a little bit more as well, when you are trying to get a sense of what the people dynamic is in there, I mean, is that, are you able to sit down and just talk with their team? How do you get in? Do you guys send in secret shoppers? Like, what, what are some of those practical pieces that you, because it like with a job interview or anything else, you can have the buzzwords and you can have the this is and that's, but where is some of that proof in the pudding kind of evaluation that we have to see as well? Well, my answer is yes to okay. all of that. And, and Craig and I have been around so long with this, we can go into a park and just sit there and, and, and we watch how they operate. And, and um, I, I think we're pretty good at what we do with go-karts. Uh, that's 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 our hedgehog mm -hmm. in for Craig's Cruisers, mm -hmm. and so I can go watch a go kart track, and, and, and in about twenty minutes, I'm going to tell you if they are go kart people or not, and 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 that's important to me. But uh, and, and that goes across the board. So we know uh, we've been around. We know who the good operators are. There's just some guys that are just they do some things really well. You know, there's there's a park that we talked about. I think they have the best landscaping of any FEC our size out mm -hmm. there, you know, and, and they do that really well. And so when we go into a park, we can, we, we kind of just watch and see how they operate. Uh, it's, it's, you know, what we do isn't rocket science, but there is some science behind it. And, and, and mainly our experience of, of just operating these for so long that we have a good feel for it. And then some of it's not that, I mean, if you go there and they, it's just, you know, the building looks like 1990 threw up and it just stayed there. There's just not a whole lot of love been put into facilities. And you think, well, there's there's a lift that we're going to have to do. And that's OK when we come in, because there, there is, you know, you can create some value to, to bringing up the properties. But you don't. It's tough to overcome a, a business if you take it over that has a bad reputation in the community, because mm -hmm. now you know, we can we can put slap some paint on it, but it's still that that thought of who that who they are from the community and what what they're saying about us behind closed doors. Well, and even with the paint example, uh, we've had secret shopper, official and unofficial programs, and we mm -hmm. try to just like, hey, when you go, let us know, like good, yeah. bad, or ugly. Like that yeah. makes us better if, yeah. if you get. Uh, but you know, if if something's not painted, mm -hmm. it can be as simple as a, a, a mom standing there it could be like. Well, how does the how do they are they are they go karts safe? Like, mm -hmm. are they taking care of their really um, expensive stuff if they won't even paint this fence? And again, right. look, we we all have had the fences that went too long, <laughs> they didn't get painted. And, there, and there's a roof in here that keeps coming by. I go, why did that? Why did you guys do take that picture? <laughs> <laughs> Just because we knew it would bug you. Yeah, well, there um, you go. So, and one thing that that is. Easy framework to try and put in place, but again, getting consistent execution of it. When you do have so many different entities under the umbrella, how are you guys able to 
What and what are you actively working on to make sure that you can inspect what you expect out of these centers? Is because the honeymoon phase is great. You guys just are excited because we've got a new you know group and and it's going to be great and all of that. The the new owners and operators are stoked because they got that check and and everything else. But now we've got the actual work and and the you know digging through that first year of the marriage and making sure that that we are you know getting those things through and we're navigating those kind of tr traditional sticky spots. What does some of that look like then as you're starting to transition a company and bring them into the fold? We, we do it on a big scale, but I think every business should be doing this if you have two locations, one location. But we have something that we call the STAR report. And so we send a, a team of our people into facilities and it's it takes about six to eight hours to go through the entire thing. We're gonna be in the back room, we're opening up files, we're moving games, are there dust or anything there? I'm, I'm going through the go-karts and looking at, are there sharp uh, on the fences? I mean, it's a detailed checklist that we got that we can take a picture, almost like your, uh, you know, your liability insurance companies will mm. come through your park and do the same thing. Yeah. We do it internally mm -hmm. as well, and, and, and that, that helps us as well. And then you know, I, I get to, and Craig, we're in the position where we get to go to all the facilities, which is really cool because uh, now I get outside of my Craig's Cruiser world, mm -hmm. and, I, and I find out, oh, well, maybe our maybe our shit did stink a little bit because we can. Can I say that? I can yeah, say we that. broke yeah, the you seal on the previous game off. Yeah, right. so yeah, it's on. But, and tequila, so we're good. right. So you know, you, you start to find ideas. So this is what we did when it was just Craig's Cruisers. We we traveled all over. We found out what other people were doing. Yeah. We, we weren't that smart. We just said, hey, that really works for them, and we went and did it. And then we maybe massage it to our own way a little bit, yeah. but. But in reality is if something's good happening in our parks, it's happening most, most across the board. And so we do that internally uh, and, and, and try to, you know, the one thing is, is we're at this point where we're trying to come up with the one best way. What's the one best way? Because we all have, we have training programs all over the country of different, different attractions. We should have the same training program, right? Same. And so, it, but we're, we're two years into this at 27 parks and it's, it's coming fast, and, yeah. and 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 so that's where we're at right now is is getting those systems just dialed in. Mm -hmm. So, and and there is something to be said of you know, and you guys have both mentioned we come from the go karting background, and a lot of the properties that you have acquired mm -hmm. over that time do happen to have that yeah. in there because it's hey, we know that we're really good at this, we know how to execute on it. Are there what what are some of the things when you're looking at? Um, an attraction mix in a portfolio, you know, are, are there some really just, hey, if, if they've got this, great. If they've got this, even better, just because we, we know that we can take that and start to insert our game plan onto that framework and, and have some success with it. Like, is it, hey, we, we know that we want to be looking at these certain geographic areas because they make sense for us to expand, but, you know, do they need to have a certain type of an attraction? Do they need to have certain throughput and capacity, you know, through their venue? What are some of those baseline metrics that you're looking at? of like, ooh, okay, if they've got axe throwing, you know, maybe tomorrow, but not today. If they've got, you know, if they've got this or that, what are, what are some of those kind of just gut reaction type pieces that, that lend themselves to you? You just named Jeff's role. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what he does. You're yeah. talking to the right guy here. So that's <laughs> oh, exactly what nice he's in setup. charge of now. Uh, You're welcome. The reality is, is that uh, there's a lot of attractions that will work. And, and um, 
some of them have just, I, I'm not comfortable with because they won't work for us. And so uh, when we go in, we're, we're going to look at, some of it's just based on easy stuff, right? You go in, I say, I want 18 foot ceilings when I go in because that way I know I can put a spinning coaster inside. But not all facilities have the space. The the throughput is a huge thing in high volume parks. So for example, this park here is in Grand Rapids. Uh, this park every Saturday will track their go-kart heats and their laser tag heats per hour. And, and for example, I want them to run nine, nine to 10 heats of laser tag an hour and go-karts need to run 14 to 16 heats an hour in go-karts or else they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that throughput is very important when you have a high volume. The, the park may get three to 5,000 people through on a Saturday. So it's, it's important that you get that throughput. There's other parks that maybe, maybe it's a little bit more expensive to do the attractions and the throughput isn't as important. It's maybe, it, maybe it's, uh, you know, the experience, which it's, the experience is always important. But mm -hmm. so it just depends on the park. Mm -hmm. I will say that standalone facilities aren't, aren't as attractive to us mm -hmm. um, because we've seen this for 25, 30 years, at least as long as I've been involved with this, is standalones, they got legs on the front end, but they don't last. Mm -hmm. And we saw that with, you know, everything from the standalone mini golfs to the trampoline parks, whatever it is, you have to bring in other attractions yes. and you have to keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. And so when we're looking at these places, we're looking at what, what attractions do they have? Are they, are they profitable? And then we can go in and look at, you know, what kind of shape they're in or do we need to upgrade them? Some attractions look really cool, but then you find out later you, you have all these other expenses you weren't planning on this. Well, you need to change this, you know, $10,000 cable every other year. You didn't have that in your, in your underwriting, you know, so you have to right. understand what that attraction is. Well, and as the, as everybody, um, we don't have it you know, clearly. We have in pictures, you can see a lot of, we got a lot of go-karts, of course, because it's uh, Jeff and I here. But I mean, the yeah. brands have a lot of, so they're very unique from each other. Sure. And so there is, uh, you know, tourism locations like in Branson, Missouri. And we're outdoor, indoor, I'll call it, because the indoor is a lot, there, there's not any sort of 10,000, 20, 50, 100,000 square foot areas. Uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, we're in, that's also a tourism area. We have grown, and I'm grateful to this because I'm I'm still an owner of this company and and what have you. I, I I'm there on those tourism days when you know we can control what we can control, which is really any park. Mm -hmm. But if Branson's not having a great year, or Branson's not having a good month, or whatever, or if we keep getting rain, we're outdoor, so we don't like the rain. Half of our portfolio is G, the go GM rain, calls go, are great. Go. Yeah, because it's like, what are you talking about? You don't want rain. Bring on that yeah. rain. We're inside. Yeah. But, Just, so we've got these different. We've got this tourism, and we've got local, and then and our places that are, um, you know, in Michigan. What well, uh, the big Craig's Cruisers has. Uh, has a very big inside, mm -hmm. um, but Malibu Jacks is all indoor. Scene 75 is all indoor, mm -hmm. and um, so it gets into a little bit on where are you in the country, and um, you know the the folks up north are excited because winter's coming. Mm -hmm. You know our guys are like having to go do all the maintenance that we do <laughs> right. for this yeah. very intense part in a in a in a Branson or an intense summer. Sure, um, we go we go beyond that. So it, some of the mix and all of that kind of depends on. Um, but we are taking in whatever we take in, and then we get to decide: is that 
does that work? Does it not? Mm. Um, it's interesting because if you're like a, you know, a main event or Dave and Buster's, you're, you're going to the next city and you're building the next, maybe it's a little bit different box, but you're building the next. Plus or minus thing. 5%, it's going to be the same. Concept. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, it, when you talk about your mix of attractions and I, yeah, I have the best job in the room. I get to design parks, right? And then we get to run them. And so when we look at, if we're looking at an existing park or we're designing a new park, you need to design it in a way that's going to, number one, maximize your throughput. Mm -hmm. Because we all may, I, I don't care what idea you come up with for Tuesdays, it's not going to beat Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So we got to mm -hmm. maximize those out 100%. Mm -hmm. But then we also have to open on Tuesdays. And so you, you set these facilities up so you can run on maximum and then you can scale back your staff and 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 how you design that the layout is super important and there's a couple little things that we've done we've learned the hard way over the years um you know you should always have your redemption right next to your your pos because on a slow day that person runs both that was a hard lesson for us and we moved it and it but there's a lot of little tricks like that that you we we would look at a park sometimes and you go this thing is a labor nightmare. I don't want nothing to do with it because mm -hmm. it's so spread out or, you know, it, it might be a, it might be a water park and they have to have 14 lifeguards in there. Even if two people are floating around, Th that's tough. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not going to be able to operate very many days like that. So uh, on the, the physical components and those hard assets and the attractions and things like that is one, one piece to try and bring those into the fold. But, and you'd mentioned this earlier as well, is the people is such a critical piece. When you are bringing folks in, and, and especially at the pace that you guys are doing it, is managing that change. I know when we as an individual company had our three mega years of growth where we tripled the size of the company in staff and output and, and attractions and everything across the board, how do we not lose that secret sauce? How do we still stay true to what we do? And not only that, but when we are now outnumbered two to one by people who were not here yesterday and are here mm -hmm. today, how do we get them to buy in and care to the same level, knowing that they weren't through you know, the hard days, right? And, yeah. and you can have some of that us versus them. What are some of the things that you guys really try to make sure that you are, are over-communicating or really reinforcing when you're bringing on those new team members and evaluating, hey, this may work for right now, but we also know that there's going to be some shakeup potentially down the line. I think one thing is, you know, when we come in and that's, uh, you know, I, I want to stay involved. Like, mm -hmm. you know, again, I, um, you know, we, we partnered up, but I don't, I don't call the shots anymore or, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, in that sort of regard. So, um, I like being here, uh, because I've been there. Mm -hmm. So like, we had to walk into our scared to death room of employees and mm -hmm. say, here's what we're doing. And, and, and you immediately, everybody thinks the worst, just like we thought, and we had to get comfortable with our partners. Sure. They think they're all losing their jobs. They think uh, they no, have no benefits and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, I've been able to go into those scared rooms of employees and say, here I am. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> this, what you see is what you get. Right. Um, we, um, you're here. We wouldn't have been in this relationship to be talking to this company, et cetera, if it weren't for all of you sitting here. And mm -hmm. why in the world would we make a move? And all right, everybody out, here comes our, for one, there's not that next group of people to come in, as we all know, as we fight for, for good labor and that sort of thing. But um, it's it, the people made it what it is. I mean, yes, good yeah. business decisions coupled with that. Mm -hmm. But um, so I think just them being reassured right off the bat. And then we also try to, we have a plan and we've gotten better at this through 
mm-hmm. through time, um, we immediately start investing, whether mm-hmm. it's in the people and the benefits and the properties, et cetera. Um, because then they know, oh, these guys just didn't come in to whatever. We're not like the big bad wolf. Like we, right. we want people to keep being Craig's Cruisers and keep being Malibu Jacks while, and to your question, trying to figure out, like we have this best, uh, everybody does things, do things well, mm-hmm. and we don't just pick one, but we can pick the best of how cultures are and really try to bring that to all the other properties. Um, It's a challenge because everybody has a great culture or else they wouldn't be joining our family. Does that make sense? But it's a a balance there. So So what are some of the, and and I'll let you each kind of think about it for a second, but favorite mistake that you've made of whether it was, hey, this was a thing that I just knew was going to be the next big ticket and our rise that either fell on its face or, um, you know, what what, are, what were some chances, some bold choices that you made that didn't maybe pan out from a, a you know, numbers uh, impact, but still had a lasting lesson for you um, in there that, that strikes you the most? You really want us to talk about this? You're setting us up. <laughs> you started laughing. You already have one. I got, I got several. I know. Yeah. You screw up a lot I'd of stuff over twenty some years. And, and, and yeah, the reason why I ask yeah. is, is just because it is so easy to get into a scarcity mindset where it's okay. Now we've got to protect it, Here's, and we've got to keep it going. And then you cease taking those chances or t- dialing in the knobs and things, and so then you don't grow. Right. And, and I'll try to answer more PC, and so I, I don't get in trouble. But the. Uh, <laughs> The biggest mistakes I've made is because I didn't do my due diligence enough. I tried to think, you know, my kid is into, uh, I was talking with, I forget someone, on baseball. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put in batting cages in our facility. And, and, and that's what I'm going to do because I like baseball. And I, you know, and so you put in a bunch of batting cages and it may not be for your facility and you don't make any money. And so go out, find out who's doing it. And then find like 10 other people that are doing it. Because mm-hmm. we've been the guinea pig on new games and, and new a lot of new stuff. And I would rather just kind of sit and wait and then see what is successful. We, t- we get in the position we're in, we test out a lot of stuff for manufacturers as well. But, sure. but really, the, our biggest mistakes is because we, we, we tried to think it. And what we want to do, you know, I don't want to put in games because I don't like games. Well, they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You better be putting in games, yeah. you know, that's... Yeah. That's to me. That's you, you just have to find out what works, mm-hmm. and then you can you can always throw your thing in with that. Mm-hmm. But it's a huge mistake if you go out there trying to overthink. You're not going to change the market. Mm-hmm. The market wants what they want, mm-hmm. and so, sometimes they don't know what they want. But but it, you're, you're creating this space for them to come in and, and play and do. And you know, Grant, I'm not. A, I'm 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 an old dude, so. I'm not our market, so I can't even think it anymore. If it was, it'd be all Pac-Mans and pinballs, but you know, those don't make any money anymore. But that's, you know, that's kind of where we've gotten into trouble before. Mm-hmm. Um, to piggyback on due diligence real quick, because I think this is a this moves more to like what is a, a misperception. Um, and again, this is our experience. I'm sure there's different stories out there, but ours was, you know, due diligence gets done in, in the sake of, of buying a park because mm-hmm. um, they just want to know where we're at. And it's not like we, we had to, uh, they kept reassuring us when we went through it and we would, you know, ask the question and finally felt comfortable. Like they're not trying to, it's not a gotcha. Like, ah, we're changing the price now. Mm-hmm. We gotcha because you, you know, um, it's more they just want to know because they want to hit the ground running. They yeah. want to start making changes 
right off the bat. I mean, someone's like, it's like they're just undressing you and you have to stand there for a while, very uncomfortably. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, but it's not to make fun of you and all the things that should look better about you. It is to know what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And so they can, you know, put, fit you in the track suit and get you running Actually, right off the bat. It. So, yeah. Um, I would say one of my answers, even in our, in a, the current scenario is, um, we have not done, again, we don't have big buildings that have an opportunity for big food and beverage. Sure. We somehow suck at selling soda at times and not making enough money doing that, like was kind of the old track way. Right. Um, we had great partners that did food and beverage. Gotcha. Um, we partnered with them for groups and events. Again, not huge event space. It's different in the tourism land. You're not living on you know, 30 birthday parties a weekend, like some of our places now, right. um, we're, we're, we, you know, we're doing that a year or whatever. So, um, we didn't have this big infrastructure for food and beverage, but you know, the challenge off the start, and, and this is when you have new partners, uh, why don't you? Well, we don't have the great space for it, but we, it's just not, we, we could run go-karts and, and facilities all day long, but it's just not our expertise. Sure. So he challenged us to do it. We hired the people to do it. Um, and we've done it for a couple of seasons and, um, you know, we're probably going to make some changes with that and realize that with the facilities we have, since you have to go run an entire restaurant, that's not us. And so let's go bring in some of the best partners in town, whether for food and desserts. And so sometimes it's the who, not how, like yeah. if this is a, a gap Always area a for us, how. let's, let's bring in somebody that yeah. can shorten that learning curve yeah. for us. Then. And we were willing to take the challenge and, and, you know, did the best we could, but, sure. uh, you know, it just, sometimes we, you just don't we, know we what you don't thought, know, you know, too. it's easy to say, well, we could have told you, but that's not true. Cause <laughs> yeah. we, we hadn't given it the full effort before and we did. And now I think we'll, we've, we've learned lessons and we've learned many over the years. So, well, I'm going to open it up to some general Q and A's and everything like that. So that way we can have, uh, the, the rest of the, the folks here be able to ask some questions that are burning in their mind. And Scott's running around with the microphone, so anybody feel free to uh, shoot that hand up. Any burning questions? I'll send Kim around with tequila for uh, everybody. There you go. There we'll, we'll bring it. Everybody's ready. What's next? I think there's a, a beverage probably next. Uh, yes. And outside the doors. Or yes, something. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be taking I, care of that. I bet that's, <laughs> people are moving back. So over the past, few years, you've been in a really aggressive acquisition mode. Are you ceasing continuing to build out projects? Are you going to continue to do your own projects? Or are you just moving into acquisition mode at this point? So it's been, uh, yeah, two years. Seems like a lot of years at times. But yes, it's in fact been uh, two years. And um, no, it's not ceasing. Uh, we're, it's been kind of nice just the way timing have worked out with some closings. We've, we've, it's been four or five months which is great because you talk about having to get your house in order when, when it's a fast moving train and like it's the systems like on the wheel earlier that I think was in both rooms those, those systems. Uh, it's just a different animal as, as some of you may know with bigger companies, um, a different system. So um, still looking of course, uh, always to add great brands to five star um, one of the, um, one of the brands, Malibu Jacks, it's in Kentucky, and then one here in Indiana and in Lafayette. Um, they, uh, those owners were, they love developing, but they were 
less on operating once they did it for a while. And so that they're, you know, a development partner currently and and then we have an arrangement, they build it and and then and then we may build some of our own. So I, I would say there's kind of a, a three legged stool on, on how we may continue to grow. But absolutely there will uh, if we were here next year, I would say we'll have more more locations. Um, and it's not all it's not all about um, what's fun to me is it and and I think probably Jeff is it gets back down. Yeah, it's great to say a big number of parks. Sure. But it's still, you're still shooting for that smile and laughing family walking back to their car when they've had a great time. Yeah. And they, they um, we just all get to do it in the brands we've had a long time. We've just, there's just a, a, I always call it a bigger engine under the hood, you know, from corporate support. And that's not big, bad corporate. It's, yeah, there's lots of metrics and lots of this, but it's, um, it, it's really just boils down to still a bunch of, small parks doing their thing. That's right, yeah. What other questions do we have? Great interview, guys. So question I have is when, uh, what motivated you to take on an investment partner? And then secondly, after you did that, did you also go into it with an exit plan in mind? What's the second part? Did you originally start with an exit plan? Was that the, the second part of that question, Jeff? Yeah plan as part of that strategy too. So what made you yeah. get into it in the first place and then did you take on an exit strategy then once you went through that, that process? So um, what Mike and I, uh, Mike, my partner in Branson was um, several years older, 10 grandkids, 50 acres. He was kind of ready to, to move to that next step. And um, so we had talked succession planning and I'd say that and that's been mentioned today and yesterday. Um, couldn't say it enough. Is mm -hmm be thinking about it. Like, what's that gonna look like? Someday, and, and you may not know what the answer is yet. You may end up selling it to employees. You may pass it to your kids. You may uh, bring on another partner. There's lots of different ways it could look. Um, we, we had, you know, kind of multiple options. And then, like I said, we, we got approached uh, and, and we said, you know what, let's, let's enter this process, see what happens. And at the, every day we'd look at each other in the eyes and say, this feels right or this doesn't feel right. And it kept, and it kept feeling right. Um, on the on the exit side, do you mean the at that same kind of during that same time period, or or in the future? Well, actually, both. Did you, did you think you were going to have an exit strategy as part of this investment you took on, or did that hasn't even come? Yeah, I I mean I don't think it's. It'd be interesting to know because right now there's we we just are in yeah. such a, a mode. Um, that um, we're just hanging on for the ride yep. and, and that sort of thing. I mean, my personal, as far as Mike had his plan, as he would say, he was going to expire last September, and he goes and plays with his grandkids on his acreage. Um, you know, my my exit strategy is a bit different. Like I, I love this industry. I've been coming to conferences like this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people. That helps us to be able to grow the business because Jeff and I both have lots of great relationships. Um, and so um, I'm not sure if this is answering your question exactly, but um, I, I like being in the position I'm in because um, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I mean, I could have, I could have, you know, not either felt like I was valued or, or what have you and, and moved on, but it's not been the case. I, um, I'm able to settle into a role that helps the family grow and kind of get involved with things I love. 
and the things that I don't love, there's like now whole departments for where mm. used to, you just wore all the hats and, right. and what have you. So it, um, if you're in this long enough and, and, and you grow your business, we, we've had tire kickers for years that, that, that <laughs> come and, and, and want to buy us out, you know, and some, a lot of them are dreamers. And, but there was, there was always the players out there. This has been going on for, for years and, and some have done really well with it and some haven't. And, um, but, at, at the end of the day, the, the, your facilities, if you keep doing what's right and they keep profit, be, being profitable, they're going to be valuable to somebody. And then, sure. then you have options. Well, where you don't have options is if you don't grow your park, you don't reinvest, and it goes down, and now you got this thing that nobody wants because it's a liability nightmare or it's just, a, just too big of a heavy lift to go in there and to, to bring it up to back to where it needs to be. That's what I was going to say on, you know, the, there was a thought succession planning and, um, you know, what if somebody comes to you and sure. wants to and interested? Uh, the reality is, again, it could happen. That could be a lot of different ways. It, all the things I said, exit strategy could be very different. The key is, and I think a lot of people in here are starting, uh, starting on businesses or, or early in that life. It's not what you do, like, mm, now I want to sell, now what should I do? Right. It's do it from the beginning, like that, that picture of my dad, like that's where this all started for me, is like he treated people right, he um, uh, and reinvested in the properties, reinvested in the people, he um, didn't do funny business with his books, he paid employees, he paid the government, he did just run your business right, and again, there's lots of definitions you could have for that but if if you run it right to jeff's point then it's going to be valuable to to either your kids or someone or you to keep running or oh i'm now going to do like we learned earlier on all the different ways you can grow that business and that sort of thing so it's not about like oh now i've decided this it's about do it from the get-go and if, if you're just getting started i mean you're you literally are like my dad standing in that picture and and how you get to without the mustache <laughs> that's right and without the short, my short. sister my sister <laughs> next to um but uh it, it it's a it's a long run game there's not like oh now i'm gonna do this and oh i better now start taking care of my stuff do it all along and then sure. you're valuable to to somebody any other final questions before we wrap all right well thank you guys oh oh that was a phone ring sorry we got one over here Sorry, I got the, the oh, bright. Yeah. I just need to have my sunglasses on. Yeah, I, I purposely stood by the light. Uh, <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that uh, you take the best of, uh, whether it's culture, whether it's operations, and you bring it to your other facilities. What have you found is the easiest way to translate that over to other facilities? Um, well, if you find an easy way, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's tough because you got to remember, we're... We, we're acquiring people with great cultures and great people and, and great systems. And I just might find one that's a little bit better and want to take it to them. So they're, they're, pretty, they're, they're pretty strong in their belief on why they're running it the way they're running it. And so some of it, or all of it, is about getting them on the same team as far as, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is, what is our goal here? Is our goal to give the most go-kart rides in an hour? If it is, then we need to change how we're doing it mm -hmm. because you're doing five heats an hour and they're doing 15. Mm -hmm. And so once they see that, then that, that's helpful. 
but it's, it is not easy. It's consistent, frequent communication to the teams about what our, what our overall goal is, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's improving our, and making sure that guest service, or our guest experience is there. I've, I've thought about it kind of like um, uh, uh, movies in a, like a, either a, an original screenplay, which is to me more like going and build the empty box because mm -hmm. you know what yeah. you want to do versus the adapted, uh, you know, where they adapt it from mm -hmm. a long book into a hour and a half, two hour movie. And like, how do you change it? How do you how do you do that? And which is harder? I don't even know the answer, but certainly there is uh, uh, it is challenging because Again, if if there were if if it were a bunch of parks that didn't have great cultures, et cetera, and one good one, that's easy. But um, we wouldn't also be in conversations, and they'd be part of the five star family if that were the case. So, um, but we're we're working, we're getting better at that. It's constant communication, I would say, as as Jeff said for sure. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for unwinding with us a little bit and sharing some of the insights. And um, I know that I'm just very grateful for the opportunity to get to chat with you guys anytime that I can. But yeah. it's always nice when good people are doing good work and having fabulous success with it. So we're excited to hear what the future has in store for you guys as well. So, awesome. Thank all you. All right, big round of applause for Jeff and Craig. Thank you guys very, very thank much. You.